this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the in focus podcast i'm g sampath your host for today's episode the bjp has changed chief ministers four times in three states in just the last seven months the latest change happened this week in gujarat with vijay rupani making way for bupendra patel as cm before this the bjp changed the karnataka chief minister in july and the uttarakhand cm was changed twice in march and again in july so how do we understand these changes where the person occupying the cm's post is a senior leader or a veteran who is popular and wields political clout in his region it would be tough to re- to replace him midway through a term but when cm's are changed at will it is generally seen as symptomatic of a high command culture where a party's national leadership calls the shots even at the regional level has the bjp embraced the high command culture something that is traditionally associated with the congress if so what are the real reasons behind the replacement of the cms in these states we explore all these questions with vargis george the hindu's resident editor in delhi vargis thank you so much for joining us thank you sambath uh, very nice to join you on this discussion vargis is there a common underlying reason or strategy behind why the bjp is replacing chief ministers so frequently and so freely well i think uh, we have to be a little cautious when we look for a common thread there but there we cannot deny that existence of a common thread which i would uh, summarize as follows because bjp has become the main dominant political system in this country in the last 10 years leaving the congress far behind in that game and regional parties also so now bjp having be- uh, become the behemoth uh, bjp is also accumulating resentments of all types in its regions nationally and there is a significant amount of management of expectations and resentment to be done uh, both at the national and the state level so bjp did uh, go for a ministry reshuffle which was supposed to be some at some level uh, unprecedented one could argue and also a few changes at the state level now these changes are often though they they came or they appear to be abrupt those changes have been in the making those changes also reflect at one level the bjp high commands or the prime minister modi's uh, ability to turn things around at his will at the state level we could take that view but it is also a, a fact that in some other places they may not be able to or they may not want to do that thing so that uh, some amount of inexperience in the way Uh, the bjp is handling uh, this bjp is inexperienced historically speaking in managing this multitude of issues at various states and various issues is also showing up in this uh, these changes the way manner in which uttarakhand had to be changed twice within a span of four months was a demonstration of the inexperience and the absence of thought when they actually affected the first change so while there is a broader question of managing this uh, the bubbling resentment at various levels and various communities is one question that is uh, evident in uh, this uh, changes frequent changes in the recent past also the lack of experience at at another level so high command culture if you were to talk about that that is definitely a different uh, question 
Okay, so let's talk about that uh, that aspect now because uh, I mean we have the example of the Congress uh, in terms of what a high command uh, culture feels like and how it operates. So if if it is fair to say that BJP has embraced the high command culture, what you just described as management of resentment and management of expectation isn't this a direct offshoot of a high command culture as such? Because we see in the Congress, for instance. The situation is completely the opposite of what we see in the BJP, where unlike the BJP, which is able to change CMs almost at will, the Congress is sort of uh, struggling to impose, where the high command is struggling to impose its writ on powerful CMs, uh, such as uh, Bhupesh Baghel uh, or Ramarinder Singh, for example, who are really holding on to their turf. So in view of this contrast between the two parties, is it just a matter of the fact that one is in power and the other is not in power? Or is it to do with the kind of uh, uh, friction one might expect in a transition from a party which used to have strong regional leaders like the BJP uh, into a party with a high command culture? Well, I think uh, where we have, again, I am not really go as far as to suggest that this high command culture that the BJP is showing today is anything qualitatively different from the B- way BJP was or any other party would be. Because the two issues that, uh, to be addressed here, I th- I'll try to pass it uh, for a little more, a little explanation there. So re- whether it is a regional party or a national party, there is a, the, our political structures have become far too centralized. If you take the TRS or the YS, uh, YSRCP or the DMK, all these parties have a highly centralized system of power in which perhaps one person or one family actually aggregates and exercises all power that is available in that system. Now, in the case of a national party, this has historically been a kind of a negotiated arrangement between national leadership of the party and the regional satraps or a regional leader who would be in a position to establish and control power in a certain geographical area. Now, how that negotiated settlement or power sharing arrangement is reached between a party's central leadership and a regional leader is a matter of, uh, it's, a, it's a dynamic thing. So people, both BJP and the Congress was in the past stuck by leaders who could not be removed or could not be persuaded to step aside. And both the BJP and the Congress have been able to, on occasion, change CMs at will in some places, depending on which, the C, which CM is and who who the high command, quote-unquote, is at, at a given point in time. Mr. Modi himself, when he was Gujarat CM, there was a significant, uh, a very forceful move by none other than the then Prime Minister to remove him from the post. But the parties, the dynamics within the BJP played out such that he could not be removed. But in the same period that we're speaking about, there were several BJP chief ministers who were removed. Uma Bharti, Kalyan Singh, Rajnath Singh. These are all reasonably strong chief ministers in very in, in strongholds of the BJP who were shifted out at the intervention at the instance of the then national leadership. The same applies to Congress. The same applies to even the CPM. Jodi Basu was at the peak of his success and uh, uh, his career, and there was no particular demand from the ground up to say that, okay, he should be replaced with the Buddha Bhattacharya as a, as a chief minister. It was the a, a decision that the leadership of the central leadership of the CPM thought was a wise decision in the interest of the party. So 
uh, I would not go, therefore, uh, so far as to suggest that this is a high command culture that the BJP has adapted from the Congress or BJP did not have earlier. So, as I said, the old national political formations work on a premise of a negotiated power sharing arrangement with its national leadership and the select regional leaders on the one hand. And what we have as political, uh, regional political parties, they are also of a, an extremely centralized high command culture, uh, though they may not be able to exercise the power of that high command beyond the regions in which they are the predominant political party. Right. right. That's an interesting perspective uh, to have on, on the recent developments where you're saying that it's not just the BJP or the Congress, but political parties across the spectrum have a centralized way of operation and how it pans out for individual CMs is a, is a matter of how well they are able to negotiate uh, with the party leadership. That is That indeed seems to be a very significant factor. Now, coming to specifics, we have looked at these three, four states before, uh, Karnataka, Uttarakhand and uh, uh, Gujarat now. I mean, are there any state-linked or state-specific rationales, say, to do with wooing a particular caste or a community or to do, to do with anti-incumbency or whatever, uh, in terms of how and why these chief ministers were replaced? Can you go state-wise? Well, I think, uh, yes, all these states have uh, their individual reasons. But again, uh, uh, just quickly to uh, latch on to your first question also, there is a broad trend also, which I could not, which I did not occur to me when I was responding to the first question. There is also a broad trend that, okay, the BJP uh, is a relentless electioneering uh, machine. So it looks at the prospects of uh, what uh, a particular leader uh, is and uh, what benefits that they accrue from having a particular leader at the helm at a given point in time. So broadly speaking, the BJP is showing a tendency to uh, pick younger leaders. Uh, BJP has already also been in, in the recent past uh, showing a, a tendency to pick uh, leaders from marginal uh, caste. Marginal caste, I do not mean to say that, okay, marginalized caste, but in the sense that numerically uh, smaller caste groups which are not threatening to other dominant caste. There are some characteristics that the BJP has developed on uh, 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 with regard to choosing a chief minister. Now, uh, everything the BJP sees is to ensure that, okay, whether the next election will be fought effectively under the current leader or not. If it is not the case, the BJP is willing to move. Uttarakhand, changing it twice was actually a, as I said, it's a matter of inexperience. They could not actually foresee the uh, the risk that the, the, the one, somebody that they just inducted would not have a viable path to getting elected to the assembly, which is uh, uh, required for him to continue in the post. So therefore, he was to change, to be changed. Otherwise, Uttarakhand, the BJP has been uh, facing anti-incumbency. They wanted to deflect a significant amount of anti-incumbency on the incumbent CM rather than the party. Therefore, they thought, expected that the party could recoup and then fight its battle. In fact, uh, now, uh, and in Karnataka, B.S. Yudapa is beyond his prime, according to BJP's own calculation, in terms of age and in terms of the skill set and the style that he has come to identify with. BJP perhaps wants a younger leader. BJP perhaps wants a fresher style in Karnataka to expand its uh, tent and uh, have 
uh, a broader social coalition that would sustain the party on a longer time. There again, though the BJP had to effect that change, BJP could not actually uh, so radically change it that it could, uh, it has to, it, it, it ended up giving that seat to a fellow castmate of Yadiyurapa. Uh, so therefore, at least that part of the Aprikat, they did not answer. In Gujarat, Gujarat, as we've been discussing in our editorials and our commentaries, BJP's success under Narendra Modi was in shaking the BJP off the stranglehold of one community, which was the Patels, and throwing it open to uh, other sections, particularly the Dalits and tribals, who joined the BJP or uh, uh, sort of aligned with the BJP in subsequent election. And that was a, uh, as a model of uh, social engineering that the Amit Shah, Narendra Modi model would actually uh, implement across the heartland of India, where the BJP could actually reap rich dividends based on that. You, you marginalize a dominant community and allow a, a, a large segment of EBCs and smaller caste groups to align under a, a, a non-threatening caste. Now, this was a model that the BJP had been doing in, 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 in uh, Gujarat. That model, again, caused significant resentment among the Patels. Patels actually formed the backbone of BJP social base in uh, Gujarat. They have now reclaimed what they think is their own. So, uh, by replacing Vijay Rupani with Mr. Patel, the BJP has heeded the... Uh, to the to, to the demands that were being made by the Patels, so they brought Patel a Patel back at the helm in in Gujarat. We could even add a, a situation of Assam, where though the change was not midterm, there uh, it was following an election. BJP changed the chief minister to have Hemanda Biswasarma uh, as a chief minister. Here again, uh, it is even the first BJP government in Assam was actually being managed and run by Himanda himself. Uh, so the next election, the, the second, after the success, second election victory, uh, Himanda did want to be the CM and the high command had to concede the CM's post to him. Uh, so to go by that, another point that we've been discussing in earlier question. So here again, we can see a pattern. If that leader is strong enough to demand and bargain from the national leadership, that this is rightfully mine and I will have nothing short of that. The High Command also will have to bend as they have done in Assam, as they have done with the Patels in, uh, uh, in, in, in Gujarat. So, But it's slightly qualitatively different because here you are not having a Patel strongman, so to speak. It is a freshman Patel who will be for, uh, uh, for perception, is a Patel, but he, he, I mean, whether he can emerge as a strong Patel leader is something that will have to be seen. The same is the case with the Karnataka CM, Mr. Bome, whether he will emerge as a strong man of his own right with his community support behind him, that is to be seen. But we also have the situation of uh, Yogi Adityanath, who is actually established himself as a, as a strong leader in the Hindutva universe. He is established himself also as a community leader, not merely as a Hindu community leader, but also as a Rajput uh, 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 universe also, 
he's gained that kind of an authority and legitimacy so there are various patterns at work here uh, but uh, uh, overall the bjp uh, gives into or changes in a manner that ensures that the next election they are battle ready right uh, right you you very nicely nuanced the high command framework with these various examples of uh, himanta biswas and yogi adityanath i'm just curious how would you uh, uh, sort of uh, place vasundhara raje uh, in rajasthan in this context because that seems a little bit more uh, complicated where in this spectrum would you uh, analyze her well uh, so vasundhara raje brings in uh... Uh, both uh, uh, the two two components that work in her favor uh, which is uh, which is very difficult uh, uh, to be unsettled or dismantled by any bjp leadership that is uh, one is that uh, the 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 blast of uh, social capital that brings along with the the royalty of uh, uh, royal lineage that she has had their association with the with the hindutva politics which goes back several decades and generations so and uh, in much earlier avadas of the hindu uh, hindu political hindutva political hindu nationalist politics in india the sindhya family the gwalior royal family has had uh, played a very significant role and not only she uh, several of her uh, siblings and family members do exercise significant power in the bjp at various levels that is one thing uh, which keeps her out of any of this framework that we we discussed earlier i additionally vasundhara himself has uh, proven herself to be a, a an outstanding manager of uh, social and power uh, balancing in the state of rajasthan even today after several rivals to her have been propped up at various levels within the bjp without her on the on without her uh, Uh, without she on board it is impossible for the bjp to have a particular course of uh, political line in rajasthan so that is uniquely she is uniquely placed and moreover i think she is also developed uh, a uh, good personal equation with the prime minister over the period of last 4 uh, 5 years though we've read and heard about uh, speculations about uh, her own Uh, ambitions not exactly being in alignment with the style and uh, the method in which the, the new bjp under prime minister modi and uh, the then party president shramit shah was forming up so i think that tensions have also been overcome in a manner uh, that both sides accommodate the 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 inev- the, the, the uh, inevitability of one another in that uh, larger hindu politics right you now coming back to uh, gujarat you know the cm who was uh, replaced vijay rupani he has he has used an interesting metaphor he has compared uh, the change of the cm to a relay race and he says you know he is just passing on the baton now is this a trend that we are likely to see more and more in the near future even though of course there are cases like bupesh baghel who refuse uh, to pass the baton as it were and that is something that a person like vijay rupani might want it to be so that kind of a model is conditional on the high command being the ultimate arbiter the and the the votes will have to be entirely based on the high command's image and performance and skills 
only in that instance would that work. Uh, as we have seen, uh, that might be the case in Gujarat. And that certainly is not the case in Karnataka or in Assam. So, uh, in Vijay Rupani's case, Vijay Rupani might want that to be that, in the sense that okay, it's a relay race. Okay, maybe five years later, he might get the baton back to him. That is conditional on how the situation would change. Now, tomorrow, uh, if the new chief minister emerges as a power center in his own right, then the whole equation changes. So it's a dynamic situation. Uh, the Congress, again, um, since you raised that point, I uh, say in Congress High Command could go as far as to force a PCC chief on Amrinder Singh uh, completely against his will and what he wanted. In uh, Chhattisgarh, uh, the incumbent chief minister did manage to push back against High Command's uh, plans. But then it is not that he merely managed to defy the High Command. It is more than that. It is also about the High Command also realizing that here is a man who has a certain capacity which is not uh, being available in the replacement for him that they had uh, zeroed in on. So a person's ability to consolidate power once the power is with him is one thing a person's ability to claim that uh, uh, that 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 uh, uh, position at the beginning is a slightly different thing what i'm trying to say here is that now the new chief minister in gujarat is become the chief minister not because of his own building of, uh, of any political stature uh, or uh, due to any uh, any, any support that he has intrinsically got within the party or in the state at large. He has become the chief minister just because High Command handpicked him. That wasn't the case with Bhubesh Bagel. Bhubesh Bagel, by the time he became the chief minister, he was also riding a kind of uh, mobilization that he was himself building. His dependency on the High Command to become the chief minister was only partial. So that becomes a more complicated arrangement. If the High Command wants to dump him, there will be a cost associated with the, that. The same is applicable in BJP's case, say in Gujarat and in Assam. Howsoever powerful the High Command would be, there will be a cost associated with uh, a clash between the High Command and uh, the Assam CM, Mr. Biswasarma, or the High Command and uh, Uttar Pradesh CM, Yogi Adityanath. In, in, in Karnataka, the BJP High Command did manage to persuade through protracted negotiations the previous Chief Minister, Mr. Edurapa, on the need for him to step aside. So it was not like in Vijay Rupani's case, uh, almost like an overnight uh, 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 sledgehammer decision. In Edurapa's case, as we would recall, uh, it was negotiated over several weeks and months that he finally agreed to step aside. So every situation is different. Uh, finally, it is a question of power play and how much power one can uh, uh, sort of rally behind oneself and uh, deal with uh, uh, other other people who are as powerful or more powerful as you are. Right. Uh, we are running out of time, Vergi. So one final question. Uh, if you just step back uh, from the actual uh, no, political dyna dynamic at work uh, and take a vantage point from the point of view of say uh, what would constitute healthy federalism and healthy democratic values 
from this perspective is it not better that indian states get chief ministers who are really powerful uh, in their own right and who can hold their own against any kind of high command dynamic well i think the states uh, having the power to exercise their own uh, have autonomous autonomy over a, a large chunk of uh, political decision or administrative decision making theoretically speaking it is uh, it's a healthy thing and as a diverse society as uh, india is we could very well argue that okay a, in a system where the central center's power is uh, sort of restrained by other checks and balances which includes the power of the chief minister and the states themselves the constituent states is a valid point but in practice what we been seeing is the power that the states are supposed to have is entirely being concentrated in the office of the chief minister now here what we see is that here again it is like a complete it is no differentiation uh, from one between one party uh, and the other on this question the chief ministers as uh, wide ranging and uh, diverse as panarai vijayan to mamata banerji to mk stalin to amrinder singh uh, all these chief ministers have consolidated consolidated the entire power in their hand or in their office respective offices in the hands of a handful of their close confidants confidant now if that power is undermined we i mean i don't think that power is undermined by anybody in, in that manner even if only in very few rare instances would would you actually see that power of a chief minister to be the master of everything that he serves in the state being undermined by the state that again uh, what we are now witnessing in this current phase is we have extremely powerful chief ministers as a trend who have actually rendered the state cabinets who have rent, uh, meaningless the ministers are powerless the state assemblies most of the state assemblies do not meet they meet uh, uh, for one or two days once in <laughs> once in a blue moon and the decisions are all being run uh, taken and run by the chief ministers office so the danger that we face to federalism or the or what the concerns that we would be a little more uh, be engaged with is not so much the 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 concentration of power uh, away from the state secretariat to the central secretariat in delhi but uh, the concentration of power in, in in the chief executives in all uh, levels of administration like this used to be the case uh, apparently during the indira gandhi time when the cm the pm cm and the dm held all power in this country now we are actually looking at uh, that kind of a extremely concentrated uh, form of uh, power the use of power and uh, its deployment which is a shift away from what we have seen in the 90s and the 2000, 2000 when coalition governments were the were were, were happening there uh, both at the national level and at the state level there were there used to be much more negotiation between different uh interest groups and political parties and uh, uh various actors within the system we have to move away that away from that and we again have uh, increasingly more and more power with the pm cm and the dm right uh, i think that's a good uh, summing up we have here that the fact that power is getting concentrated in the offices of the chief executive at different levels 
instead of uh, being ideally dispersed over a wider swath of uh, interest groups, which would make for a more, uh, far more democratic uh, polity. Varghese, thank you so much for sharing your insights on this issue. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Sambath. It was great uh, talking to you. In Focus, we'll be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.